Hello, everybody. My name is Dan Van Horn. I'm the senior pastor here at Trinity Baptist Church in Fairfield, Connecticut, and we want to welcome you to the TBC Provoke podcast. This is where we hope to stimulate, stir up, and provoke you to love and good deeds by taking the conversation we start on Sunday mornings and bring it into the middle of your week. Hello, everybody. This is Clayton, and welcome to another episode of the TBC Provoke podcast. I am here, as always, with my guest, Senior Pastor Dan Van Horn. Dan, say hello. Hello, everyone. I should say good morning, because it's Tuesday morning, right? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. That's it. Oh, so in that, you, should you have that to be... Out. You have to... <laughs> no way. We're keeping it. You have to be Gene Kelly, because I'm more of a Donald O'Connor kind okay. of guy, believe it or not. Okay. I Is that Dancing in the Rain, Gene Kelly? Singing or? in the Rain. Singing yeah. in the Rain. Uh, he does dance in the rain. Yeah, but but it's singing. In it's the rain. singing in the rain. Got yeah, uh, I've always wanted to be a Gene Kelly kind of person. Yeah, because he's so cool. Yep. Uh, but I'm not. Right. I'm more of a Dick Van Dyke kind of guy. So I don't actually like jump on the lamp post and get down. Right. I jump on the lamp post and then trip and fall into the street and then pop up and dust myself off. The biblical application here is that you need to really know. Who you are yes. in the Lord. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, hey, everybody. This is our podcast for the middle of the week. As you know, the reason we have the TBC Provoke podcast is to take the topics that we talk about on Sunday to bring them into the middle of your week so that you can sort of chew on them, meditate on them, and share them with others. Now, uh, I'm going to be explicit here. Our goal is to model for you a kind of conversation that is both encouraging and engaging. Uh, hopefully, what we talk about brings some levity to the issues of life, but also uh, causes you to think more deeply about your faith and how you practice it with those that you work with and those that you love and live with. Now, we're actually developing some tools right now. This is something we're very excited about. We are developing some tools that you can use uh, as you begin to think about the things that we talk about on Sunday, how to, how to bring this conversation. One of those, uh, and you'll, you'll be looking for this soon. I don't have a release date for it yet, uh, but it's sort of a, an instructional guide, a sort of a worksheet, so to speak, mm -hmm. that uh, if you're meeting with friends and family or maybe uh, in the future if you're in a small group, you can use this worksheet to lead and guide the conversation. Uh, and Dan, you actually have, you have some of that content for us today, right? I do. I do. Yeah, we have a a leader who helped to to develop a kind of like a a one page small group in a quote unquote box for I love uh, it. people who want to get together and discuss the text from Sunday, the sermon, and and the Word of God we were in. And uh, and so I'm very thankful. Actually, it's Jan Hunt, a woman who works with our women's ministry, uh, who's very gifted in this area, and she's done a phenomenal job so far hip hip hooray thank yeah. you jan hunt yes so we're actually gonna use this one page guide today in our podcast yeah. uh, as a model for what these future conversations might be like and uh and here we go yeah let's let's go so dan what did we talk about this sunday so this past sunday we we kind of kicked off this new series called only jesus and and really 
it's going back to the Gospel of John, and we want to we want to work our way through the Gospel of John, really explore the life of Jesus together. Case in point, uh, I came across something this past week from uh, the Ligonier's ministry, which is uh, a study they did at the beginning of 2020 yeah. called the State of Theology, right? Okay, I'm through the big words now. Let's get into what does that mean, <laughs> right? So one of the questions that really stood out to me, surprised me, was that it, it said that... Um, it was a survey of people responding to this statement that Jesus was a great teacher, but he was not God. And, you know, surprise, surprise, over 50% of the people in America believe that he was a great teacher, affirmed he was a historical person, but did not believe that he was, uh, that he was God himself, that he was the son of God, that he was God. Um, not surprised by that statistic as a whole. I mean, across the world, there's a mission field that we need to reach people for Christ. But what did surprise me was that 30% of people within uh, who are self-proclaimed evangelical believers in Jesus agreed with that statement that he was a great teacher, but he was not God. That tells me that as people within the church, as followers of Jesus, we need to spend some time thinking about who who, not only who was Jesus, who is Jesus, but who did he claim to be, right? So here in the Gospel of John, in chapter 8, we get it to kind of this glimpse into Jesus' interaction with some uh, Jewish people who were gathered in the temple. And, you know, as was Jesus, he, he kind of he ruffled feathers. He kind of rubbed the Pharisees the wrong way. But in the process, he was teaching to a crowd. And this crowd had this chance to... The Pharisees, by the way thought that he was a good teacher he just wasn't god amen yeah yeah they were they they were witnesses firsthand of his good teaching right he he challenged them um but but in the midst of this there's this struggle to uh to accept and believe in this truth that that jesus not only is the way the truth and the life but when he says things like i am the light of the world he's saying something spiritually philosophically that that he's the source of life and and the origin of all creation and, and i think that's and using where... the analogy of light as truth yes right that all truth is found in him yes yeah i this is the provoke podcast so i i want to go Uh-oh. on record and say <laughs> That if you're a member of Trinity, or if you have stumbled upon this podcast, and this is sort of this is sort of my job here, yeah. I'm just going to say, if you're one of the thirty percent that believe that Jesus is a good teacher, but he is not God, and you identify as an evangelical, then that's all you are, because you are not a Christian. If you do not believe that Christ is the Messiah, that he's the chosen one, God Himself, then you are a you're on the edges of this community, but you're not in the center of the heart of God. Now, that may ruffle some feathers. Mm-hmm. I, I understand. It's the Provoke podcast. Um, but the Pharisees believe the same thing. Mm-hmm. And we give them a really hard time. You know, uh, they they saw him for who he was. They saw his acts. They saw his deeds. They heard his teaching. <laughs> Their hearts were convicted. Uh, and yet they decided that he was not or could not be God, uh, even went so far as to saying that he was a demon. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, which also upset Jesus. Yeah. But 
Yeah, and that that is it's very provoking, right? I mean, this is a, a difficult passage to work through when when Jesus is saying some things that kind of challenge your status quo, like maybe things aren't the way you think they are, right? Yeah. So one of the things, one of the questions that Jan wrote down was she she asked this question. Says in verses forty two through forty seven, uh, there are two spiritual families that are that Jesus describes. And she kind of says, "What are those, and and what do they look like?" Right. You and I know from kind of looking at the passage together that that there are the two passages or the two families are the um, God's family and 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 Satan's family, right? Absolutely. I mean, maybe we should read the verses for us. What do you think? Yeah, that would be great. In fact, if you give me a second, I'll pull them up yeah. right here. Uh, now, we're using the words family. Jesus uses the words fathers, right? Yes. Like he talks about who your father is, which, you know, there are there are those in our community who, who understand this question, right? Who's your daddy? Yeah. Who's your dad? Yeah. I'll tell you, when, when I walk into a place where my father is known, I don't have to announce myself. He and I have enough similarities that when I am seen, immediately they go, you're Jim's boy. I "I didn't even say anything to you. Like, I don't know you. How come you're calling me out like that? And they just, they see it. They see it in my posture. They see it in my face. If I sing or I step to a mic, you know, my dad's a vocalist, just immediately they um they hit they hit the nail on the head so what what is it though like how how do they why do they identify you as being jim's boy uh we look alike we we walk alike we think alike yeah you know And, and that's because um it's honestly, it's because my father discipled me in the way of being a Winters. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I, that's what it is. Like, not only do I have his actual DNA, but I have his social DNA yeah. as well. And and I think that's what Jesus is saying here, right? right? He's he's saying, uh, if you watch me and you see what I'm doing, then you know that I, at my core, am my father's son. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like what I'm doing then you don't have anything to do with my father. Your father must be someone else. Uh, And the kingdom, you know, so many things in this world do not operate in dualities, but uh, the kingdom does. It really does. Yeah. Yeah, And I think that that's the, that's the scary thing to be in a place where I think, Hey, I'm all set. I'm good. I'm doing fine. I'm, you know, uh, this is who I am. I'm, I'm Jim's kid or I'm, you know, a child of, of God. Um, but then to be to, to kind of dig a little bit deeper and, and say, well, what does that mean? What does that look like? Right. And I think that's what Jesus does with these uh, these people. And at this point, I think in verse 42, he's not talking to the Pharisees anymore. He's kind of talking to this group of Jewish believers who who actually had kind of listened to what he said earlier in the passage, saying, I am the light of the world. Like, yeah, that sounds great. I believe that. And then he kind of presses in and say, well, if you believe that, who's your father? Right. If you believe that, then what does it look like? Right. What does it look like? Right. You know, and this this goes back to that bigger conversation all the time, of um, of faith and works. Yeah. Right. Which we believe are inextricably linked. Yep. If if it is in you, it will come out of you. Yes. If you say it is in you, but it does not come out of you, then you are a liar. Right. Right. right? right. If it is only done on the outside of you, but it is not inside of you 
then you are a liar. Right. Right. And Jesus at this point would be like, uh, the father of lies is not my father. So who who's your daddy? Right. Yeah. So let's see. We're at 42, John 8. Yeah. You said 42. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me for I came from God. I am here. I came not for my own accord, but he sent me. 43. Why don't you understand what I'm saying? Is it because you cannot bear to hear my word? Right, which I think is very telling. Like mm-hmm. Jesus tells him the truth, and then he goes, wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Is it just because you don't like what I'm saying that you get so upset? I Because mean, I'm telling you the truth. You just don't like the truth. Okay, L- moving on. Uh, and then he says in 44, you are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, which sort of goes to like the fact of, you know, my my father sort of like raised me to walk into a room a certain way mm-hmm. just by modeling it. Right. To sit facing the door, not with your back to the door, yeah. things like that. Um but he says of his own father, because I tell you the truth, you do not believe in me, but which one of you convicts me of sin? And so Jesus goes on to sort of make his case for whoever is of God, hears the word of God. Uh, and what he's saying there is that what I speak is the word of God. And if you hear it and receive it, then that's proof that your DNA is kingdom DNA. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the, that's the piece we, in that we struggle with is that we think, well, uh, you know, I believe in Jesus, so I, uh, how do I say this, that that we can just naturally rationalize our way to understanding the Word of God. But Jesus' point is, no, 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 it's not something you can go to school for and just learn and understand. It matters who your spiritual parental heritage is, right? I mean, have you actually found your life to be birthed in God? Or, you know, have you gone on living as children of the devil? Which is a hard thing to even say, right? I mean, but I think it's very important for us as believers uh, in Christ to understand and to acknowledge and to to uh, take hold of, to say, listen, the reality I live in is if I am of God, if I am born of God, then then my father is my father in heaven, right? Yeah. And so... Uh, he is responsible for being not just the object of truth, but of, uh, of of applying truth to this world. And I'm I'm just one of his children who benefit from sitting under that truth. Absolutely. Right. Um, so I think I think we you know part of it is just being able to understand that uh, you know I, no matter how smart I am, right, I can't comprehend. I can't begin to. I'm not able to actually understand or know or to hear the truth of God for what it is because my mind is not uh, born into the family of God. So this may be getting this may be getting off of the um, the guide, but I feel like we're here. Uh, and I'm thinking of I'm thinking of the story of Nicodemus and Jesus. Mm-hmm. So if my father, this rhetorical question. If my father is in heaven and I am to be here, you know, living out the, the walking DNA of, uh, of 
my father and and his kingdom, his house. How, like, how can I be discipled in that way? Because you mentioned, like, it's a spiritual reality. So, like, what kingdom tool has been provided for us to, and there are more than one, but what kingdom tool has been provided for us to guide us in that? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's exactly, that's what I've found most encouraging about this is that, you know, there's two things. One is that are we born of spirit and water, right? In that story of Nicodemus, he says, are we born of spirit and water? But also the scriptures talk about that that God has left us this helper who is the spirit of truth, who will guide us into all truth, right? And so it, rather than seeing it as my responsibility to to understand the world that I'm living in, right? And and there's there's a certain point, like we want to be students of the word. We want to be students of God's truth. Uh, but at the same time, it's the power of the Spirit at work inside of me who makes sense of the truth, who who brings the truth home. It's almost like you know these these spiritual aha moments we have are not by chance, but that's a chance. That's a, a moment where we recognize the Spirit of God working in us, and He has He has illuminated my mind to the reality of the kingdom here on earth at work. So here's the call to action, folks, and I think we're about to put a button on it. If you are inside the boundaries of the kingdom, right? If you're if you're walking around on kingdom grounds, but you don't feel like you've got that helper, you don't feel like you've got that spiritual guide, then I'll just remind you that the Bible says, if any man lacks, let him ask of the Father who gives abundantly. And this is a perfect opportunity for you to have a nose-to-nose with Jesus and ask for the Spirit, that helper, that guide you into all truth to come and be a part of your journey. And maybe Maybe you can point to a time in your life where you know that that happened, where you had that experience and you're feeling dry, you're feeling stale. Maybe all of this COVID-19 political world environment, the coasts are on fire and the Gulf is full of hurricanes. Maybe it's just worn you out and you feel depleted. Then ask Jesus to send that spiritual helper, that spirit of refreshing that walks you into all truth, that that opened your eyes to those aha moments of the kingdom. Ask Jesus to bring that into your life today. And he is faithful to give good gifts and to answer the prayers of his children with yes and amen when they ask what is according to his will. And he wants to be so close to you. Yeah. Yeah, he does. And then, and if I could, that's exactly what John's saying, right? He says in First John, uh, or John, sorry, John chapter one, verse twelve. But to all who did receive him, that's how we ask. All who did receive, nothing we do, just receive. To all who did receive him, who believed in his, in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Well, hey, everybody, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Uh, I hope this provokes you unto good works, that as you hear and think about these things, that you would strike up these conversations with others, even 
if it's just to say, can you believe what those two knuckleheads said? <laughs> but it is our sincere hope that this conversation leaves Sunday and enters into your life where the boots are on the ground, it enters into your relationships, and it begins to shape and mold how you see yourself as a believer, but also how you see yourself as a part of this community. We love you. God bless.